Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fan? Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for joining us another week right here with the Truth Be Told podcast. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode on parenting. It was a very different podcast. We yeah. haven't, we haven't. I was going to say attacked that topic before, but I don't know if attacked is like the right word. I mean, we've been doing this long enough now. We've covered a ton of topics, but again, right. if you have something that you want us to deal with, to cover, reach out, let us know, because we love doing fun new topics. Absolutely. Just to connect and help, you know, build everybody's lives. That's what we're supposed to do here. Iron sharpening iron. We're supposed yeah. to challenge each other and grow together absolutely and today's a special one because i'm really excited about this topic i think that this is one of the most common things that people uh confuse Mm -hmm. between god and satan confuse in their own lives in their spirit mans and ultimately what it is is the difference between trials and temptations. This is going to be good. Oh, a lot of people don't even know that there is a difference between trials and temptations. Right. So I'm going to start off with reading this statement that, that I, for me, I think this clears it up 100%. A trial. These are typically a result from an outside source beyond our control and are something to be endured with faith until overcome. In fact, trials test our faith and develop perseverance and maturity. By relying on God to help us through trials, we grow spiritually, develop character, and finally receive the crown of life, which is evidence that we love God. And a basis scripture for trials and temptations that we're talking about is found in the book of James. Right. If you are ever stuck in your Bible reading and you're like, I need, what can I read? I need Mm -hmm. to read something. Read the book of James. I think it's one of those books that it doesn't matter how many times you read it, you get something new from it. It's so Every single time. Yeah. So I want to read then. So that's a trial. Let's draw a line and show what a temptation is. Yep. A temptation often stems from an inner moral struggle revolving around ungodly desires and are something to be resisted. Satan uses temptation to stir evil desires within us and to encourage us to defy God. If temptations are not resisted, eventually the result is spiritual death. So as you can see, there's a massive difference between a trial and a temptation. temptation. I think a lot of times because they're both spoken about in James chapter one, people just pull them together, but we need to separate them because a trial is an outward attack where a temptation and it's an outward attack. It could be, you know, from the enemy. It could just be from life. It could be just from our bad decisions. A trial could just be something that we're being challenged with in life in a certain capacity, but it comes from the outside and attacks us. Yeah. A temptation is the complete opposite. A temptation is an inward struggle. Right. Is an inward, it's an evil, wicked, sinful desire that's in us, that's already polluted us, yep. and then is trying to, you know, obviously reach more and go further from the inside and pollute outward as well. Right. So massive difference here. And what I want my wife to do is we're going to read James chapter one. And I think this starts to give us the emphasis and show you where we're coming from in this trials versus temptations. Okay, awesome. Let's start in James one verse two. 
And this is what it says. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. One second. Let's pause there. The word steadfastness is, you know, from the Greek, hypom, hypom. Get it. Get it. Get it. Hypomona. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but this if is what Greek it means. If you're Greek and you're listening to yeah, this, you we, could correct this us. This is my formal apology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <am> so sorry. <laughs> but it means steadfastness, consistency, endurance. In the New Testament characteristic of a man who is, swer- is not swerved from their purpose and remains loyal to faith and even through the greatest trials remains patient and steadfast while patient or impatiently waiting for the victory. I think let's paint a word picture real quick. Right. Trials make you stand firm because you really have to seek out God for what's happening. Get mm. the wisdom. And then when you know, you know, when you identify what it is, you stand firm and it produces a character on the inside right. of you. Actually, I think it would be good to point out the first sentence was count it all joy. Right. That means that there's a joy Mm-hmm. that can be found right in the midst of trials. Absolutely. And, you know, when we look at trials, God does something for us, right? We're not alone. God never said, fight this battle by yourself. He empowered us. And just know this, it is scriptural to be attacked, but it is unscriptural to be defeated. Right. And I think we need to approach life with that mindset that although I'm enduring this right now, I'm fighting and actively pushing forward knowing that I am guaranteed the victory. But God, through this trial, gives us a perspective of joy. But I think we've got to point out the fact that God is not sitting in heaven like you get a trial, you get a trial, you you did that wrong, you didn't tithe on Sunday, so I'm giving you a trial. I didn't didn't like the way you looked at your spouse, so you get a trial. That's not how trials work. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. The fact that we live in a fallen world where Chad and I are sitting next to each other for this podcast and I'm like, I talk with my hands and so I'm beating him right now with my hands. She's literally fighting. But but, uh, we live in a fallen world. Trials are inevitable. Mm -hmm. It's not God sitting in heaven giving us these trials. However, the Bible says in the book of Romans that he will turn all things for our good. You know, I was on the phone with somebody a week ago And she was going through a lot of trials. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, you got to remind yourself of what the word says, that you got to count it joy because stuff is being developed on the inside of you. It was trials that she had no control over them happening, but she had complete control over how she was going to respond to these trials. Absolutely. And why is it a perspective of joy? Because you read the end of the chapter, right? You know what the result will be. So it's almost comical to see the enemy try to flail and flaunt his stuff and try to get you to believe that somehow he's going to have the victory. Why can I have joy in this trial? It's simply because I know the end. And I know that the devil is just as as pathetic, right? Or this situation is no match for God. So no matter what comes against me, I can count it joy 
because I'm not worried about it. Although it may be scary, although it may be real, I have God who is going to sustain me throughout this whole process. Yep. So let me keep reading. Verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, Mm -hmm. let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double. He is a double minded man, unstable mm-hmm. in all of his ways. Yeah. And again, so our perspective is a perspective of joy. Yep. Our heart is a heart filled with faith. Yeah. And our mouth is praying and asking God for wisdom. That's right. So, you know, God equips every part of us. And so our eyes are seeing that, and it's not what you're naturally seeing. It's seeing what God has promised and what God's word says. But in our heart, we have to be filled with faith. I find it so many times, and most people lose out on trials Mm -hmm. simply because they give up on faith. Yeah. It's not over until you say it's over. It's not done until you throw in the towel. You know, Jesus did miraculous things in his life. He brought to life those that were dead. He brought sight to those that could not see. So I think one of the most important things you need to understand as a believer is that you don't lose unless you give up. And that we need to remain in faith in God throughout every single trial because that is what sustains us and gives us that ability to be steadfast and ultimately will gain the victory because that is what you're promised in this life. Yeah. Want me to keep reading? Yeah. So again, what are we doing during this time? Our mindset is a perspective of joy. Yeah. Our heart is filled with faith and our our mouth is speaking in asking God for wisdom because wisdom comes from heaven. A lot of times the solution to your trial is not what naturally makes sense. A lot of times your wisdom in that trial is going to be something that may make no sense. It may be out of the box, but it's God's wisdom, not man's wisdom. And I've seen people struggling with one thing for years and God speaks one word yeah. and brings a resolution. And remember, God's wisdom is from God's perspective. Right. And so God gives us his perspective on something. Because sometimes it's easy, you know, in our own wisdom. And actually, if you read later in the book of James, I think it's like James 3 or 4. It talks about the difference between earthly wisdom mm-hmm. and godly wisdom yep. and the characteristics of both. So when God gives us wisdom, it's from his perspective. And that's why we can face trials because we already know what the how it's going to turn out. We already know... Or we understand we have supernatural discernment on why it's happening and what we're going to gain from it. Exactly. And before you start reading, because we're going to get into temptations next. um, This is so important. Many people struggle with a trial because they lose their intimacy with God. When hardship comes, instead of clinging right to God, we run from him or try to find solutions in other ways. And I think so many times we forget that God is the source of everything in our lives. And I see so often people lose their intimacy with the Father and then they dry up and then they get frustrated and then they get discouraged and then they wanna throw in the towel. And I wanna tell you this, if you wanna figure out how to stay in faith, 
you got to stay in intimacy with God. That's the key. And yep. the presence of God is where everything that you need is found. So Absolutely. let's keep reading. And this is going to be the end of trials, jumping right into temptations. James 1.12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And mm -hmm. I'm going to jump right into what, verse 13, which takes us into temptations. Verse 13, let no one say when he is tempted, right. I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. That is yeah. so important. Let's, stay, let's pause, okay, right? Because I think we're, if we're expounding the scripture like this, let's just keep going. Well, I've heard so many people say, well, God just keeps tempting me with this. God knows what God's, my Achilles heel is. Yeah, God gives his, uh, what's that stupid statement? And, and his like, hardest, hardest battles, battles to his strongest, strongest soldiers. soldiers. That is a load of garbage. Oftentimes, right, our, uh, our temptations, are, they're coming from us. They're coming from the evil in our That's hearts. Right. They're coming from within. God's not tempting us. The Bible says, actually, God cannot tempt you. It is impossible for God to tempt you with sin. So if sin is being a temptation, this is not God. This is you actually just being far from God and allowing evil in your heart. Here's a perfect example. A lot of times, and I've used this a lot recently, but a lot of times people will say, you know, uh, uh, an athlete will sign a multi-million dollar contract and uh, they'll just go off the deep end. They'll buy all this stuff. They'll go to all these wild parties. I've seen sometimes where they go so crazy, they actually end up leaving whatever professional you know uh, area they're in because they just couldn't handle it. And people say, see, money did that to them. Money made them evil. And that's so far from the truth. Actually, money just gave them access to do what was already in their heart. Their heart was already evil. Their heart already had that sin in there. They already had those desires. They just didn't have the money and the fame and the access yeah. to do that level of wickedness. So don't sit here and try to blame God for sin. I think we need to take ownership of our own lives and say, you know what? If there's a temptation in my life, it is from me. It's because I've pacified something. It's because I've entertained something. It's because I've allowed something into my heart that is contrary to God. Yep. Yep. Let's keep reading, Let's right? Let's keep reading. And now I lost my Bible. The Bible It's app. back. I didn't lose my Bible really, but I did lose it on my phone. All right, let's go. Verse 14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. I think we need to remember that. Yeah. Sin always ends in death. It might not be physical death, but it could be death of a relationship. Mm -hmm. It could be death of your identity. It could be death of your confidence. Now, it, there is always going to be like a physical and a spiritual death mm -hmm. right at the end. But I'm saying in the beginning, yeah. there could be certain things that die off like confidence, yeah. like relationships and stuff like that. You know, I just had a, a, a tragedy that I'm working with a few guys through happen this week. And it's heartbreaking. One of the people that are in the congregation, a guy that worked for them, had a tragic thing and he 
ended up falling and dying in the arms of his coworkers who yeah. are also his best friends. And they had called me uh, during, like, the guy had just died. And they called me asking for prayer. And I began to pray. And there's just such a sense of eternity that happens. And I need you to understand this. That inside of the heart of man without God, it is always wicked, it is always evil, and it is always sin. That there are good people in this world, but there's a difference between good and God. Big difference. And, and, and we need to understand that sin results in death eternity, eternally. And I think horrible situations like this young man passing away. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. I've been praying for him, praying for everybody involved uh, this whole week. And it's such a burden on my heart for these people. But it gives such a sense of eternity. I've had people call me crying. And, you know, I, I, I asked them if they would like to get their heart right with Jesus. And they yeah. said, absolutely. And we prayed and we led two people to Jesus this week just from this scenario. Why? Because death brings a sense of eternity. Yeah. Why don't we not wait till death happens to think about where we're going? Yeah. Let's think about our eternity every single moment of every single day. And I want to read this one uh, temptation aspect again. Because now that we're on this topic, I want to renew it in your mind. Temptations often stem from an inner moral struggle involved with ungodly desires and are something to be resisted. Right, the Bible doesn't say us to tell us to entertain sin. He tells us to resist sin or even flee from sin. Satan uses temptation to stir up evil desires within us and encourage us to defy God. If temptations are not resisted, eventually the result will be spiritual death. Yeah. Oh, we're just looking at each other now. Look at that. We just took the time to stare at each other. Yeah. No, it was good. I was listening. I was receiving. Mm, lift your hands, baby girl. <laughs> no, but it's so good. Get rid of sin before sin gets rid of you so because sin, it will. But sin is different than temptation, right? Yeah. There may be a time period where you have to sustain through a trial, yeah. where you have to be steadfast, right? With the perspective of joy, with a heart filled with faith, with a mouth that is speaking and asking God, you know, for wisdom and a mind that's receiving it and a body that's doing it. You yeah. know, you've got that whole thing being released. But there's a difference between trials and uh, temptations. Temptations are not to be sustained, right? Temptations are not to be remained in. Right. Temptations, right. the Bible says that every man is tempted right. by their own evil desires. But the Bible says in the book of Corinthians that God gives us a doorway or an escape out when he sin always gives comes. us a way of escape. He's so, so good. The an can, I, can I challenge you with this? Every single sin is an intentional sin against God. Yeah. It is not, whoops, I made a mistake. Every yeah. sin is a decision whether we are going to serve God or reject God. And you have complete ownership over that. Nobody else made you sin. Nobody else made you do that. You are responsible for you. And we need to take that ownership and say, I'm responsible for my own life. So we don't pacify sin. No, and what I was going to say, since we're throwing out some major steaks right, right. now, we got, we're cutting up like, <laughs> there's no milk on this podcast. Yeah. This is like steak happening <laughs> right now. But um, there's going to be the opportunity to sin when facing trials. And mm -hmm. why I say that is because remember, anything done outside of faith 
is actually sin. And a lot of Christians are not ready for that conversation. But that is the fact. So there's going to be opportunities when you're facing trials to be in sin. Either in your disbelief that God's going to come through for you. Disobedience. Doubt even. But again, so I'm telling you, if you weren't ready for that, uh, you got to get your steak knife out (laughs) and start cutting it up because this is what... But mature think, Christianity looks like. Right. I don't think we talk about mature Christianity no. enough. Oh, I no. think we've diluted everything down to be so widely accepted by everybody. That or we got bubble wrap Christians. You know, yeah, exactly. And people oftentimes, they hear a statement like what we're talking about and they're like, what? Yeah. Well, everybody sins. That's I very mean, harsh. Yeah. You may live a lifestyle of sin, but I certainly I don't. don't. There are moments in my life where I miss the mark, but it's not a continual thing. It's not an every single day thing that I'm working in. And ultimately, if you're a mature believer, sin should stop in your mind. That's right. Right? Because the Bible says the desire for temptations begins in your heart. And then it goes to your mind. And then from your mind, it goes to your actions. Yeah. We should be able to stop sin in our mind. And, you know, you may say, well, what about all these other people in the Bible that I've talked about? Well, David is talking about how he desires not to sin against God. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases God. Philippians 2.13. We cannot make excuses, right? And this is important too. When you do sin. Because there may be times in life where sin happens. Yeah. But again, we're not endorsing it. We're not embracing it. We're not making excuses for it. When you make excuses for sin, it's almost like you celebrate it. And things that are celebrated or things that are not confronted will only grow. And what happens is your heart will become more callous, yep. more hard. And then it's not going to feel like sin the next time you do it. Yep. Not because it's not but because you've built such a wall between you and God yeah. that you don't feel his conviction anymore. Yeah. That's a scary place That's to a be. Very, and you don't want to be in that place. Absolutely. I was saying something before this, but I forget. I don't know. This has been good. I yeah. mean, I knew this was going to be a good podcast, but I didn't know it was going to be this good. And if this has offended you in any way, I really want to encourage you to ask God what's going on in your heart that maybe needs to change. Remember, Sometimes we have to get like, God will offend our hearts so that he can change, you know, he'll offend our minds so that he can change our heart. The word is offensive. The Bible actually says that Jesus is a stumbling block. Why? He's a stumbling block for everybody that wants to celebrate worldliness. He's a stumbling block for everybody that celebrates evil. He's a stumbling block for those that are so hard hearted that they're unwilling to repent and turn from their evil ways. You know, I, I think we need to grasp that, that the word will pierce your heart and it will create a conviction in yeah. that there's two responses. There's worldly sorrow and godly sorrow. Yeah. Worldly sorrow says, oops, that hurts. I'm sorry. Godly sorrow produces repentance, which is a 180 degree turn in the other direction yes. and is followed through a lifelong consecration with God. Yeah. So I on think- that note, whoo. You might have been challenged with this week's podcast. And will you give us feedback if you are? Will you let us know how this impacted you, how this spoke to you, what you got from it? Yeah. We want to hear about it. Yeah, because God wants you to be holy and holiness is a master key. Yeah. And everywhere in the Bible that you see blessing was first initiated by faith and obedience. Yeah. And if we can't obey the simple fundamentals of what God says is sin and what God says isn't sin, then I think we're always going to be confused and run a cycle of frustration. And you know what? 
you're going to live the lowest level of Christianity. You're going to live an unsatisfied one because we aren't actually getting from what God, what he's promised us because we're creating barriers. Yeah. So it can't get to us. Right. So why don't you pray for us? All right. Well, Father, we just thank you right now for everything that you've spoken to our heart. God, we don't even have to say much. Just thank you. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're welcome in our hearts. You're welcome in our lives. You're welcome in our spaces. Change us, rearrange us, highlight anything in us that is not of you so that we can change it. We love you, God. We want to honor you. I just thank you for anyone going through a trial right now that they would remain steadfast, Lord, that you would give them your supernatural joy and peace. God, I thank you that we are overcomers. We are victors in Jesus' name. And Father, if anyone's facing a temptation right now, I thank you that you are so faithful to give us the way of escape. So Lord, we honor you. It's a joy to serve you. In the name, the mighty, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.